ghosts, cryptids, murder, conspiracies, beer, what, the, ale. Hello, friends. Hello. Welcome back to What the Ale. I'm Alana Ray. And I'm Mama J. Um... And we are doing our, is this our first episode of February? No, our second episode of February. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we've been in February a while. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. I do know there's something very special this week, though. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday! Yay! <laughs> Happy birthday. Welcome to another trip around the sun. Yes, it's going to be a great one. <laughs> I can tell. There's so many exciting things this year. So, yeah, I am excited. I think, you know, every year we get is a gift, and so I love my birthday. I love to celebrate, and thanks to you, it's going to be a really fun celebration, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I mean, this technically comes out after the party, but we're recording before the party, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm predicting it's going to be great. The yes. murderer is going to get caught. Everyone's going to have a good time. Yes, so. and everybody will be in cute costumes, <laughs> and it'll be fun to see my friends from different parts of life come together and see how they mingle. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can tell. It's a good group. I have good friends. Yeah, so do you have any what the ale moments? You know, of? I do. In my what the ale moment, I'm mostly speaking to the ladies out there. Mm. But, and I know a lot of comedians or whatever say things about this, but I'm serious when I say that if men had to test for testicular cancer the way women have to test for breast cancer, (laughs) we would figure out another way to do it. (laughs) Because I had my mammogram this week, and I'm telling you, it is such a what the ill moment because I don't understand how we're in 2020 fucking four, (laughs) and we're still squishing people's boobs between two pieces of plastic. Like, is that really the only way to test for breast cancer? So yeah. that's my what the ill. I'm not sure why we haven't figured that out, but I'm sure if you had to squish some nuts, <laughs> that would be a different story. We'd figure it out. You know, I I support, you know, even with like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's so, so wild. It just feels very barbaric. I, I would absolutely, I know I have to, like, eventually get mammograms, but I'm not excited for yes. that day. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, to all my ladies out there, please do your self-exams, check monthly. You never know. It's always good. And when you're definitely of age, start getting your mammograms, take care of business. Yeah, check your melons. That's important. Yeah, early detection. <laughs> but yes, they really need to figure that out because it's the most ridiculous test, and it's painful, and it's stupid, and it's awkward, and I just don't understand why we can't figure this out. <laughs> fair fair and valid. Cheers to that, my goodness. <laughs> what about you? Any what the ill? <laughs> Let me think. Any what the ill moments this week? I think... Huh... Well, actually, one that just happened is that we are going to a show tonight. Um, We are recording in person. Yay! And I'm very excited about that. But my best friend who lives in Oregon is apparently also on her way to Sacramento. So I'm trying to be like, okay, I want to see you because I haven't seen you since May. But I'm also, like, selfishly like, how are we going to do this? Because we have things. So anyway, 
I'm it's a what the ill moment because how with like a minute's notice is this person like I'm almost there <laughs> yeah we gotta figure that out because I'd love to see her and meet her mama I know I feel like you and Geneve would vibe you two look you you dye your hair the same like I don't know there's something wild about you two I'm like well and she together. raised a beautiful human so I'm sure we would get along well exactly exactly but anyway so what a wild time. So that's mm-hmm. my what the ill moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and in case folks are curious what we are drinking, we are having some lovely red wine from Rodney Strong Winery. Uh, because it was open. We didn't want to let it go to waste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. and it's delicious. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I guess we could just get into the topic this week. Okay. So I felt like we had done quite a few heavy topics in January, kind of just wanted to start February off with a good vibe, especially since it's your birthday week. So I decided to cover the first cryptid I ever heard of. Oh. Who do you think it is? Bigfoot. No. Really? I would think Bigfoot. Well, maybe Um, Bigfoot, but like, I don't know. The first one I remember being like, that's a cryptid. I don't know. Nessie. Oh, Nessie. Yeah, that makes sense, too. I was going to say, it's got to be a big one. Yeah, so, friends, we are going all the way to Scotland. Um, We are going to cover the Loch Ness Monster, um, who is a marine creature that is believed to inhabit Loch Ness in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I personally am a believer in Nessie. I know there are some negative Nellies who do not think that she exists and is trying to debunk the evidence. I think she's existing and we should just let her be. Okay. That's just me. I love her. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you're going to explain why. (laughs) But um, I wanted to give a little bit of history about like Loch Ness and that area and then we can kind of get into some of the popular sightings and things like that. Um, So... Loch Ness is in the Highland Council area of Scotland. Um, It is 788 feet deep, or 240 meters, and it's about 23 miles long. Um, It has the largest volume of fresh water in Britain and lies in the Glenmore, or the Great Glen of Scotland. Um, And something to note about this area is that it bisects the highlands and forms this system of waterways that... Um, you know, pretty much provides water to, like, all of England. Like, they were able to make these canals that, like, supply water to all of England. So it's, like, a very important piece of water. Okay. <laughs> um, but it covers more than 700 square miles and comprises of several rivers. So um, it's been around a long time, but sightings of Nessie herself date back all the way to ancient times. When do you think... How early do you think sightings of Nessie started in the UK? <laughs> I don't know, like 1600s? No. Way before that? Yeah, so huh. she, um, the first written account was in the 7th century. Oh my a, gosh, okay, yeah. I was way off. And <laughs> <laughs> a biography of an Irish monk, um, their name is St. Columba. And it was written 100 years after the events happened, so a lot of people question the accuracy of this biography. Well, who who wrote it then if it was 100 years later? It was just passed down verbally until yeah, then? Yeah, I think it was just oral tradition for All a long right. time. Um, but the story goes that Columba came across um, picked locals, and they were burying a man who was attacked by the creature and dragged under the water. Um, and... So Columba was like, 
man, this is wild. And so he sent one of his companions out to the river to investigate. Um, And then it kind of, like, it tried to attack the person he sent to investigate and he, like, banished Nessie back to the water is kind of the story. But the other kind of account of it is that the monster bit a swimmer and was going to attack another man when he intervened and made the sign of the cross, ordering the beast to go no further, do not touch the man, and to go back at once. So, huh. I don't know why he has this magical power over Nessie. <laughs> but that means that, like, Nessie would be, like, anti-Christian God belief kind of system, or... I mean, I get right because I always just think of her as a just a creature. I don't think of her as like something to do with God or religion. Yeah. And that's that's why I thought it was kind of weird, too. But it is interesting that that's like the first like actual documented sighting. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure folks are kind of wondering. I know a lot of people have probably seen the famous pictures of her, Um, but she is generally kind of described as large and green. She has a pointed head with an elongated neck and it sticks out of the water. Um, And a lot of people think she's serpent-like. And there are actually kind of before the St. Columba story, apparently there are drawings on like walls and things by the picked people who live near the lock. Um, And it also has a mysterious beast with flippers. So... There apparently must have been something in the water. Um, But yeah, I don't know. So, of course, people, you know, heard over the centuries about this story and there were more sightings, but they were really not that frequent until 1933. Oh, wow. And this is because uh, a couple was driving along a road near the lock and um, it basically created this. It was like, or what am I saying? It was like a new road. Like it made it so that you could actually see the lock from the freeway or the road or whatever, rather than before it was kind of hard to access. Okay. Um, And so a lot of London newspapers were like, hey, like all you journalists go investigate the lock and I'll give you a $20,000 reward if you produce proof Hmm. that the creature exists. Okay. Um, That same year, a couple was driving along this road um, and a enormous dragon or prehistoric monster crossed their path and disappeared into the water. So that's wild. Yeah. Can you imagine driving and then like a dinosaur just jumps in front of your car? Like, what would you do? I'd freak out of it. (laughs) Right. Um. But so they were a little they were a little worried about it. Um but they <laughs> but they reported it to a Scottish paper. Um and around that time a lot of other sightings of whatever this creature was was reported. Um the couple themselves said that it was about twenty-five feet long and ten feet wide, and that it had a very wavy long neck and no limbs. Like it had hmm. like and, and this is where the description is weird to me because I'm like, when I think of, like, the drawings of Nessie where she, like, floats on water and has flippers. Yeah. I'm like, is it, like, an eel? Like, yeah. or a snake or something? Or is there, like, a Well, it's funny because I feel like I always imagine that there are legs under there. You know, I know that you don't see that in a depiction, but I always imagine that there are legs or something. Yeah. I think I, I picture her more like a dinosaur. Yeah, I kind of imagine, like, a brachiosaurus, but with flippers instead yeah. of 
legs. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I think about. But I don't know. Um, so then in 1933, the Daily Mail was like, all right, we want to investigate this. So they commissioned a man named Marmaduke Wetherill to (laughs) investigate her yes i think there should be more marmaduke (laughs) i know i feel like you never hear the name marmaduke anymore (laughs) i know it's kind of fun it's kind of i don't know it's a vibe it's a vibe um well marmaduke was a big game hunter so he was known to like you know go on safari in africa and bring back hippos and things like he was just like one of those guys um which i personally don't get big game hunting but like Everyone needs a hobby, I guess. <laughs> but he claimed that along the lake shore, he found large footprints that he believed belonged to a soft-footed animal about six meters or 20 feet long. Um, and so he took casts of the little feet and he brought them to the Natural History Museum in the UK. And the zoologists were like, these footprints were all made from the exact same foot, like not the same type of foot, the exact same foot. Okay. And they believed that it was most likely like a, a hippopotamus leg. <laughs> and so they were like, maybe there's like a table or something where the base of it was like a hippo leg because he's like this big game hunter. I don't know. Hmm. But they were, so they were like, it felt like it was just stamped into the ground. It okay. wasn't like natural walking because they were all identical and not like huh. showing any sort of. But hippopotamus are not natural to that area. No. <laughs> okay. So, huh. But that's, so they think it's like a prank man or somebody did it. Yeah. So okay. some people think like Weatherall himself is like involved in the hoax. Huh. Some people think people were messing with him because they found out he was going. And some people think maybe it was footprints. But I think most people believe it was a hoax is yeah. kind of where they fall with that. Um, And then in 1934 is when the very famous photograph was taken of Nessie that I think most of us have seen. <laughs> it will be on the Instagram. Um, but physician Ro- Robert Kenneth Wilson took a photo of the creature, which he sent to the Daily Mail. Um, and because it was sent to such a big paper, it got international interest. And um, people suspect that the creature in the photo is a plesiosaur, which is basically a marine Reptile that was extinct 65 million years ago, a.k.a. a dinosaur. <laughs> okay. Um, and so what people's main theory with this is, is that the lock had been frozen over during the Ice Ages. They can prove that. And so the idea is maybe the creature traveled from the ocean. So the idea is that it was frozen. It was frozen in the lake. And then when the Ice Age was over and it melted, the creature was just there and had nowhere to go. Okay. Um, a lot of people are like, but that's a lot. Like, it would have to travel from the ocean up the river and into the lock. So it is quite a journey. But then I think about animals like yeah. sea turtles and things where they travel to other parts of the country to mate or to lay their eggs or yeah. whatever. So Well, I know even during quarantine, you know, certain, like, um, lakes and or, like rivers and things like that that feed out into the ocean, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, like, dolphins and sea lions and things like that that don't typically come into the rivers did because people weren't there yeah. to disrupt them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since they had free reign, you know, there were animals that were not typically in rivers that feed in the ocean that were there. Yeah. So... So it is possible. Like, to yeah. me, I'm like, okay, a creature swimming up a river into a little lake makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, 
But a lot of people are not so sure because plesiosaurs were believed to be cold-blooded. So they were mm-hmm. saying that it's so cold in the water and it's so cold in Scotland that, like, it would not really survive that cold climate. Okay. Well, but we also see all kinds of creatures that adapt. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of the animals in the Gal- Galapagos. I mean, those animals like, have totally mm-hmm. adapted to their environment. So Yeah, or even you think about, like going like super like back into science but like evolution like yeah. we were like little ape creatures and now we're doing what we do now you know it's just it's very different um so a lot of people are not so sure they're like well they lived like 65 to 200 million years ago like how would it last this long maybe there was a family you know maybe they all just made made more and then there's like only a couple left who knows but they think there's only one that's ever been seen they think it's the same one most people report the exact same thing, so I think yeah. the idea is that there's only one, but if there was only one, it wouldn't last this long, yeah. is the thing, right? Yeah. So it's it's kind of a weird one. Um, there's also a theory that um, Nessie is an archaeocyte, which is a primitive whale. Um, that is thought to have been extinct for 18 million years, so a little bit closer to modern times. Um, but I don't really... I didn't really see what they look like. I'll have to like look it up and put it on the Instagram. But um, I think it could also be a theory. Like mm-hmm. maybe it was something else. And then again, it evolved or adapted to its environment. You never know. Um, so a lot of people who are kind of not huge believers in Nessie do think that maybe she is a or she is like actually a phenomenon w- of oscillations in water surfaces hmm. um and they're called cyches or cyches hmm. um and they're basically caused by an inflow of cold river water into like a warmer body of water okay and it causes like a weird ripple effect in the water so people okay. think maybe because they're said to like kind of pop up a little bit and then they like fall down so people are like if you're looking quick or you take a picture it might look like a creature sticking its head out but okay. it's not gonna be <laughs> You know that. And then to me, I'm like, yeah, I could kind of see that science wise. But then I'm also like, but if someone saw a thing run across a freeway. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. But yeah, do they have any like video showing that happening? So people could do like a, oh, if I looked at that quickly, would I think that was an animal? Yeah, I'm sure there's like videos online of it. Yeah. I watched like a little like YouTube, like 20 minute the Loch Ness Monster thing that yeah. like showed what that looks like. And okay. it, it does kind of like it looks like, you know, that, um. This is a funny image, but remember, like, early PCs when you had to, like, pick your little, like, icon yeah. and it had the water drop? Yeah. It kind of looks like that. Like, oh, okay. that, like, kind of vibe. So it could be. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. Um, but then in the 1960s, there were a lot of British universities, um, and they launched search- searches of the lock because they're like, okay, there are these photos, and it's weird, and there's all these theories. Let's just, like, do this. So on every single expedition... They would detect large moving underwater objects that they couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. So they were like, this is not some like the, something of this magnitude is not something we would expect, but they didn't have the technology really to see what it was. Okay. You know, and there are theories of like, well, maybe it's just like algae or something, you know, that type of thing. But we just don't know because they, this was in the sixties. They didn't have what we have now. Yeah. Um, And then in 1975, the Boston Academy of Applied Scientists combined sonar and underwater photography to explore the lock. Um, And a photo came out of this expedition, which 
showed what looks like a giant flipper of some sort of underwater marine creature. So a lot of people are like, it's a plesiosaur and it's Nessie and they got a picture of her her flipper, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's a little hard to see. I'm not going to lie. It okay. just looks like a flipper. Okay. <laughs> but I'll also post that. I want people to see. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then Boston continued kind of doing expeditions, but they really only said that they had tantalizing or inconclusive readings. So I don't know if it was like they saw something but couldn't prove it or like didn't capture evidence but heard something. Like I don't really know. Okay. Um, and then there were also a couple of other sonar expeditions. Um, there was one in 1987 and one in 2003, but neither of them were successful in locating Nessie. So even with more modern technology, there was nothing really found. Mm. Um, and then in the past, you know, few years, um, or many years, I guess, since the thirties, lots and lots of photos have taken, been taken. Pretty much every single one has been debunked as a hoax. Um, and even the original photo, which I mentioned, um, that Wilson took was debunked in 1994. Okay. And people... How did they debunk it? They... Yeah, so they they replicated it. So they were able to replicate it, um, and they believed that um, Marmaduke, our our good friend who, Mm -hmm. you know, was a part of that first hoax, Mm -hmm. (laughs) wanted revenge on the Nessie-seeking community. And so he helped Wilson basically make a wooden head that was attached to a toy submarine and then they put it in the lock and just filmed it in a way where you couldn't really see Hmm. that it was a toy um and i guess when you do look at the picture you can kind of be like oh okay i can see that's fake but then at the same time i'm like i want it to be real yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i really like nessie i think she's very cool um so that was in 1994 and then in 2003 they actually found a plesiosaur vertebrae on the lock shore. However, they were like, this isn't like a fossil that we had to dig out and clean and everything. It was just kind of there. So they're like, a single vertebrae just randomly placed, that could be a trick. (laughs) Like, that might not be real. Um, Most recently in 2018, they did a DNA survey of the lock Um, to see what organisms live in the water or, you know, if there was any sort of, I don't know, weird readings that might indicate something. But as far as what they could tell, there was no sign of a plesiosaur um, and no similar animals were found. Um, Apparently in the lock, there are lots of eels. So a lot of people think maybe people see eels like sticking out of the water and say it's Nessie because of the story. Yeah, Um, I can see that. But she is, you know, very much one of the most famous cryptids, I think. There are definitely Nessie hunts and festivals all over the... I was going to say, does this town uh, profit from her? Do they have souvenirs and all the things? <laughs> yeah, so Scotland's uh, Economic Bureau people reported that she contributes $80 million annually to the economy. She's very popular. So she's very popular. She is a money-making diva. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, $80 (laughs) So despite, you know, what people say, she's very real in some of our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, people will actually just, you know, flood to the lock and camp out in boats or, you know, go fishing on the lock hoping to see her. Um, But yeah, like I said, pretty much any 
photo or anything has been debunked as not being mm-hmm. her. Um, but I still like to believe there's a plesiosaur just like hiding in there. I think that's very fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I just like, you know, because there's a lot of places that, you know, I think I probably wouldn't travel to or I wouldn't know about or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but it's kind of fun to know that there are certain places where maybe it's a place I wouldn't normally go, but I would go mm-hmm. because of the straw. Yeah. Or lots of people wouldn't go, but they go because of the straw. And whether mm-hmm. it's a Mothman or a Loch Ness <laughs> or a Bigfoot or a whatever, um, I think it's kind of cool. Like it just does a draw to get people to um, experience communities that they might not get to experience. Because I think we should all travel. I think we should not just travel to big cities. We should yeah. travel to small countrysides and towns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of love that for the, you know, these areas that they, this attention does bring commerce. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it's really cool. I would um, really love to go there someday. I think it would be really pretty. Like go to Stonehenge, go to the Lock, go to yeah. the, all the you know all the cool little places. Um, but yeah, no, I just I think Nessie's really cool. I like the idea of an old dinosaur just like vibing <laughs> in a lake. So yeah. <laughs> I hope she's still there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize the origin was like this Irish monk who like banished yeah. her to the Lock. Or I something. didn't know that either. That's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it'd be fun to do a little cryptid, a little yeah. cryptid friend. So, well, um, we love a cryptid. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, any thoughts about Miss Nessie? Um, I mean, I, I think she's cute. You know, <laughs> I'd like to go for a ride on her back. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the all the, you know, supposed evidence being debunked. I mean, that's a thing, but... Um, I do think she's very cute. Yeah. No, I think she's, even if she's not real, I, I like that she's just kind of an accepted piece of yeah. folklore that everyone kind of yeah. kind of likes, you know. Well, and I feel like there is many stories that we all like, even though we know they're not real. Yeah. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> Books. <laughs> um, no, but I, I do think that's cool. And especially like the whole... Maybe it was some sort of, like, oral tradition legend that people told for centuries before, mm-hmm. you know, it was written down is very cool to me. So, yeah, I don't know. All right. <laughs> well, I know this is a short one, my friends, but I thought it was fun. So um, we will let you all get back to your lovely, lovely Wednesdays. But before we do that, just a reminder to follow us on Instagram at WhatTheLPod. You can send us any spooky stories or ghost encounters, anything like that, to whatthealpod at gmail.com. Keep following us on Patreon. If you search whatthealpod at patreon.com, we are on there. Um, And outside of that, we just want to say cheers, friends, and we appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you telling the story, Alana. I appreciate you, Mama. All All right. Bye, friends. Bye.